my signal is horrible. It's terrible, man. You know, I love living in Las Vegas, but the area I live in is absolutely horrendous. But I can tell my signal's weak. I can tell it's weak because my bar only shows one. Like it only shows, you know how there's like, doo -doo 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 -doo? it's like one. Everybody checking in, what's up? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is my signal gonna get better here? Hold on one second. Let me see. Is it still, I can see Joe Larson in the holding row. Is it, just shake your, is it still bad? It's really bad. Hmm. Hold on, I'll be right back. Let me try some. For all the people watching, I'll be right back. What's up, Lance Ross? I'm trying to figure out this um, signal. I'm hearing it's bad. I'm going to unplug it and plug it back in and hit it like a Nintendo cartridge and see if that, that works. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Boom, boom, boom. Joe Larson, is that better? All right, that's what I'm talking. See, and my background is so dark. Let me tell you why it's so dark. Hold on, let me move this light. Let me tell you why it's so dark. Guys, welcome to the, uh, sorry for all the crap this morning, but I, you know, you listen to the podcast every day. I'm in this horrible area. It's garbage. The fastest the internet goes in the area I am, it's a beautiful area in Vegas, but 20 MPS or whatever it is. Some people have a hundred, some people got a thousand. The fast, the fastest mine goes, it's 20. It's ridiculous, people. A little distortion. Thanks, Lance Ross. I know. I got garbage signal. I know Lance Ross. I love you, Lance Ross. Uh, Rose Westchester in the house. Good morning. Good morning, Alice Khan. Good morning, Tina. Hey, don't be sad. It's all good. We're getting it together. We're getting it together. Um, what I want to talk about before I, I bring on Joe Larson, who's a phenomenal comedian. Well, I want. Oh, did you see that uh, Tom Cruise gave back his Golden Globes? I like so. Okay, great. Now everybody's boycotting the Golden Globes because in the 78 years of existence, the Golden Globes only have one black person on staff or something like that. I'm like, y'all didn't know that 20 years ago? Did y'all not do research? You know, they got this thing called the internet. It's just, this is the thing about cancel culture. Here's the thing about cancel culture. I understand it. I understand. I totally understand what they're doing. That's great. And everybody, look, everybody's just trying to make a better world. And I get that. I get that. But you not going to the Golden Globes is not going to change the world at all. I'm sorry. Nobody gives a shit about the Golden Globes, man. I don't. I get, you know, I think, and we talked about this before, I think people, normal people like me and you, we're just tired of celebrities celebrating celebrities. 
You know what I mean? What are you wearing and all that crap? I can care less. You know what I wear? The same thing every day. I wear this hat. I wear this black shirt. I got like 30 black shirts, one for each day. Hey, what's up? A, a, a deep bite? I don't know where you're checking it. Mushud. Okay, I want to try to say your name because I don't want to be disrespectful. Edabite Mushud Ebola. Liza Cardenas, what's up? Yeah, everybody's checking. All right, I want to bring him in before my signal totally goes out. And why the background is so dark today? You know my back, I got to turn this up even. I don't know what, hold on a second. Why my background is so dark today? It's because I want you guys to choose. Hit me up in the comments right now. Make sure you give me stars and thumbs. So I'm putting together my uh, podcast studio right now. So do you like the wood look or do you like the brick look? The brick look was in my past studio. Wood or brick? Wood or brick? Let me know in the comments right now. Let me know in the comments. Now, what I love about this dude right here, Joe Larson, is phenomenal comedian. I mean, you talk to him about comedy, like his father was in comedy. So he learned from one of the best. Also, the dude is just so quick. I take him out. You know, he helps me with tags and punches and stuff like that. He's one of those who's just a phenomenal writer. And it's great to bring him on the road. Joe Larson, what's up, bro? Thanks, buddy. It's good to see you, my friend. I think I think would. I think that uh, with your slow internet, I think you should go with as old school as possible. You got <laughs> you got turn of the century internet. You got I feel like you got horse and carriage internet. You should go with like a carriage house look. Like 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 Joe, how fast is your internet, man? Do you not? Oh my, I'm in New Jersey. It's it's this it's as fast as a greased up Italian. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean yeah. that's pretty fast. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was. I, I love. I, I love your Golden Globes comment. I think that's a, a fantastic. Uh, yeah, here's the thing: is is, is when you start uh, when you if you're if you're Tom Cruise and you made millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, off of movies made by companies that pretty much only employ white people, uh, and you're going to give your Golden Globe back, it's placate. It's bullshit. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't affect anything, and you're still feeding the system that's uh, continuing systemic racism. I. You know what? And my thing is, awards are award, but when it comes down to it, they really mean nothing. Well, I you love know, that. I, yeah, they I really. Love they really. Those awards. I mean, look, look. Now, I'm not saying if I was ever up for a Golden Globe and Oscar, that would be an honor, and I would appreciate the nomination <laughs> for any of that. A Grammy, please, on my next comedy album or a special, please. I mean, it does mean something at the moment. I, I will say that. But I'm talking about in the when you're at, when you're on your deathbed, like mm -hmm. which I know because I was there. There's two things you didn't think of at all. <laughs> One thing I didn't think of was awards. The second thing you never think of when you're on that bed, don't know if you're gonna make it or not, is money. Yeah, it's crazy, and you hear people say that. I never once thought about money. All I thought about my family and trying to see them again, and that's it. No, you don't think about money until you're getting better, and then you're like, how much is this going to cost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to live. hundred <laughs> percent, and that is so true, and that is so true. If you guys want to drop some uh, topics you want us to talk about in the comments, you know how this works. This is the Yo Fam. You guys have taken this from 20,000 to 190,000 people on my Facebook page. YouTube, I'm slacking, Joe. I don't know what it is. I think YouTube hates me. But Facebook loves me. That, I, I'm trying to figure out what that is. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. I wanted to talk to you about this because you're a married what? man. You're a happily mm -hmm. married man. You've been, how mm -hmm. long have you been married? Five years, seven years together. Five years. Oh, I like, I like you, want, you want credit for time served. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Because, you know, it's a thing where me and my wife, we always talk about, like, how fast it went. Like, literally, we've had two big arguments in seven mm -hmm. years. And the biggest one was about how she kept buying pillows. Yeah, yeah. And well, they do that, that was that was a major, I don't understand it to I, this day. Do you she will, yeah. Look at these two pillows. This is my office, that's my couch. I'm not allowed to put my head on those pillows. Oh no, oh no. no. Mm -mm. She will chop your head off. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, yeah, I. Like, 
You just don't play games with pillows. And women in pillow, it's almost mm. like they come out the womb and they think pillows. That's the first of pillows. You know, I don't yep. understand it. They're the, they're the women's sports car is what it is. You know, they're like, don't touch this. You'll get it dirty. You might drool on it. It'll be terrible. You know, they, they're they like, this is my Porsche. That's that's what pillows are. It's interesting how they love pillows for decorations. Like that, that's like, and, and they have like tons of black shoes. Like my wife has about 180 million pair of black shoes. And I don't understand. But yet she questions me when I get like a pair of Jordans that have the same color. could be totally different. But if they have the same color scheme, well, you already have one that's red and black. And we're going, but they're different. But well, yeah, but she has the same black shoe over and over again. I don't understand it. Now, yeah, uh, well, I, I don't think there's, cer there's certain things that aren't to be understood, you know? It's true. Uh, you just go, well, that's, yeah. my, my neighbor is, uh, he's 76. He's a 76-year-old black man with a PhD. He reminds me of your, your, yeah, what I assume dad. your dad is. And uh, his wife uh, also uh, in her 70s with a PhD. Brilliant people. Um, and it's so funny because I talk to them and she looks at him and while well, he's talking, she just looks at him like this. Like, what the hell's going on in your head? I don't... <laughs> See, that's the difference between them and my parents. They never give each other that look because they say it. They never think oh. about it. They just say it. Like, my, <laughs> If my mom looks at you like that, she's saying whatever she's thinking. Like, oh, you look terrible. Or that's so stupid. Or, you know, like, like my mom holds nothing back. And that's what I love about her, too. But she... Like my my, I remember I used to date before my wife. I used to date girls, and they go, "Does my mom like you?" And I go, "Does she talk to you?" Like, no. Well, she doesn't like you, so it, it's not it, like she doesn't hide anything. Like that had to be terrifying to bring girls home. Oh, to my mom, uh, my yeah. dad is pleasant. My dad is a pleasant dude. He's a great guy. Of and course. my mom is a great woman, and I love her to death. But she doesn't BS at all. No, I don't like her. You know, she she no good. You know, like. <laughs> Oh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, Joe Larson is on. If there's something you want us to talk about, uh, drop it in the comments. He's a phenomenal comedian. We travel together. Uh, but also, I want you to comment on my backgrounds. I'm putting together, this is the wood. Do you like the wood? Or do you like the brick from uh, my old podcast studio? So, Joe, I know you were joking about my internet. So, which yeah. one do you actually like, though? The wood or uh, the brick? Oh, man, it's all wood. Brick is for stand-up. Really? Wood is for, uh, well, no, wood's not for podcast. You paint that. What are you doing? How old but, school do you want to make this look? <laughs> well, I mean, like, wood is a big look. Wood is a big look in the podcast world. But I like the brick because I do stand-up. And mm -hmm. this is a morning show. But, like, uh, I'm going to, I just got this awesome picture. I had it, uh, what is it when you get art done? Commissioned? Is that what it's called? Commissioned, yes. Uh, this is not the piece. But it's it's beautiful. It's uh, it's Richard Pryor. So, oh, nice. but the problem is with podcasting, unless I do an angle, hold on, I'm gonna change the angle. Yeah. Like this, you won't be able to see it. You know, unless like if we were on a Zoom thing, it would make sense because this is this doesn't look like it at all. But for instance, this is Dave Chappelle, right here, right. Oh, that's great. It's great, and it's a phenomenal piece of art. But uh, the Richard Pryor one is next level to this. You oh, yeah? I mean? Like, it's, I mean, it's, in, hold on, let me pull it up. For I you. like that you got art of an old comedian to go with your old ass internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I keep it classic. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, not, it's not slow internet, it's classic. It's cla <laughs> we, we keep it dial up right here. <laughs> I got the classic internet, son. What's up with that? You say it's a throwback wanna... internet. That's what this is. We got throwback internet. Here. <laughs> I do thir throwback Thursday every day. <laughs> uh, I want to show you this, though. Um, this artist made it. His name, you can follow this artist at Tom John Vaughn. Um, but this is it right here. He made this piece. Uh, he did it for me, and then he kept one for himself. Can you see that? Oh, what? Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, look at that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's insane. So that's going to be the background. Nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, the dude, you know, Richard Pryor, 
I got a different story than you, but Richard Pryor was the first comedian I saw. It was like, I never said I want to do comedy. You know my story. I never said yeah. I want to do comedy, but he inspired me. Then Eddie Murphy, of course, inspired me. Wasn't really into uh, George Carlin. He wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, Bill Burr got me right now. Jim Jeffries is a good close friend. Love him. I'm getting into Patton Oswalt because I have friends that say he's a great guy. Um, I mean, of course, Dave Chappelle. Like, I don't know if you listened to Dave Chappelle on Rogan the other day. Did you happen to hear? I, it's queued up. I have not seen it yet, but I, 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 I keep like that one to me is so important that I'm mm -hmm. waiting for the right time. You know, it's uh, I'm gonna light some candles, draw a bath. I'm gonna really, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, do it you know, put your legs up, shave yes. them, all that kinds of good stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so. It took me three days to finish it because I got kids running around, but I do it mostly when my wife sends me to errands. That's the yes. only positive thing about going because you're alone in the car and you can listen. And uh, I tell you what I love and what I miss, and you went through it. And I was talking to some other comedians about this because right now I'm at the cellar in Las Vegas, and Esty and Liz, big shout outs to them. They're putting me up every single night. Like every day I want to work, I work, and then I go fly out, do a show, and come right back. But I'm talking to a lot of comedians with years behind them. You know what I mean? And I love hearing this war stories, you know, of coming up with me. And I never had that and I never will. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like special bonds I make right now. Yeah. Is me moving forward. But like I started, I started comedy at the age I was supposed to start comedy. Absolutely. But I don't have the camaraderie and companionship these other people have. They always make me feel welcome, but I don't have like they're saying, do you know this guy, this guy? And I, I don't know anybody. Yeah. Well, you I know? think but now that you're doing spots, like spots, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna develop those relationships. And the thing is, is you know, like even good shows can become war stories. You know, you do a St. Patrick's yeah. Day show at the at the Laugh Factory, it's gonna be brutal, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's true, it's true. But, you know, like, but the struggling of, and we're all struggling to a certain degree still because of this pandemic and everything, but like trying to get mics, trying to go up, you're having somebody you've been doing comedy with for 20 years. Like I won't experience that till I'm like 55. You know what I mean? And, and I'll be like, Ugh. well, we think that, but then I look at Joe and other, like Dave Chappelle and all the, like Joe Rogan's 53 and killing it. So yeah. I guess, you know, like, but I just don't have that. I, I miss that, that camaraderie. Like, like, I just feel like left out in a green room, but I'm, they let me in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you're, you're like a fly on the wall almost. You're sitting, absorbing yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, and that's what you are when you first start stand up too. You enter that green room and there's the old, old, you know, old guys over there and they got all the stories and they got all the craziness and they got all the advice. I remember once I was, I was headlining the comedy works in Denver and this old, this old, this older comic was opening for me. Just the comedy works has amazing comics. And so this guy, it wasn't that he was, you know, an opener. He was a headliner on the road. He was home. So he's opening. And uh, this young kid enters the green room and uh, the kid's like, oh, can I come back? And we're like, sure. Yeah, come sit. And the kid's asking questions. And the guy goes, how long have you been doing stand up? And the guy goes, three years. He goes, your audience until you've been doing five years. Uh, <laughs> which, I mean, what a brutal thing to say. But it's yeah. true. Like when you first start, you're, you're basically an audience member who's trying to do this, too. And uh, yeah, but, you know, but you're not in that place. But that's that's not the veteran I want to hear. You know what I mean? No. I, I don't. But but what I learn and what I'm learning and you learn this on the podcast and Dave Chappelle and, and Rogan made a great point of this. You know me. I'm a very respectful. Like I'm not a ball buster. So mm -hmm. I don't know how I would have handled that arena anyway, because I'm not that dude to ball bust. You know what I mean? But yeah. what's great about comedians and the thing that's which is funny because your your mom is uh, so just... and maybe that's no and maybe that's why I'm not maybe because yeah. may, I know how my mom made me feel like the first time I was on television it took her three days to call me and she goes oh you know you look like turkey with the gobble underneath and I was like and I was like you know I started working I look a lot better now. 
But she was right. I was it. But you don't want to hear that from your mom. What you got to do is you just got to bring her in the green room with you and just be like, "Go for it, mom." You know, <laughs> she'll, she'll rip no, people apart. Yeah, I just I'll just bring her out and she just yeah. roast people in the audience. Oh, so you fat? You never lose weight? You die soon? Uh, oh, you have fake purse? Uh, you know, like oh, fake Chanel? You know, that would like, be the greatest thing. Like a heckler pops up, you're like, well. I don't actually deal with hecklers, but Ma, Ma, <laughs> she comes out. <laughs> oh, you so My mom just starts ripping people apart, man. That would be hilarious. My mom just roasted me. She, she goes to the comedy store, wins roast battle. <laughs> She's on the dais, you know, just killing it. Jeff Ross is doubled over. She blows up. She's selling out stadiums. Jeff oh, Ross, I you're roast. so ugly. Look at you, no hair. She roasts everybody, 13,000 people. <laughs> My mom's just killing it. But so actually, I, once a week, I want to start uh, having an advice column with my parents. And they get submissions of questions all week. And then my parents just uh, just like give real advice because they don't care. Like my dad's at my dad's at an age where he's 76 now and he does not care. No. He's buying this new Corvette. He can't even get in and out of that stingray or whatever. It looked absolutely I call it, I call it the fake Ferrari, you know, because it looks like a fake Ferrari. And then he's like, oh, I like that. I'm going to change my email to fake Ferrari. You know, like, so, but he's getting this. In a, so my dad in his lifetime doesn't buy anything. He's okay. kind of like me. Like, mm-hmm. I wear the same thing every day. And I just have many shirts and shorts and that, that look the same. My dad is like me. I learned this from him. He wears the same thing every day. But when he buys something, he buys some. So he bought a Viper like 25 years ago because that's the only thing he really wanted to buy. Yeah. And he sold it without telling me, which made me very mad. But we'll move past that. And now he's all about this Stingray Corvette. And this thing costs a lot of money. And I'm supportive because he saved up money. He has all this money. He's like, I don't want him to die with a lot of money. You know what I mean? I want him to actually enjoy it. Even my mom. So now they actually go around and do stuff. And, you know, uh, but... Yeah, it's it's crazy to see that my mom can roast people. My dad is the nice version of my mom, but he's still ruthless too. Yeah. Know? Well, I I was thinking about this today. Like, you're you're a funny character to me because you know, like you, you're um, uh, you uh, <laughs> you're the son of a doctor, right? A yeah. PhD. Uh, you were a college football star who married a beauty queen. You may be the whitest man I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's, so it's like true. a 1950s white guy right there. <laughs> Man, you know what's crazy is my wife is from. So I've been trying out because I want to shoot a new special in November. So I've mm-hmm. been trying out new material. I, this is what I love about going up every night because I can try anything. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been going really well. But now I started to talk more about my wife because my wife, people don't really know about her. And then I'm very protective of her. But I just say. You don't understand. I married a white woman, but not just white. Like she's from Wyoming, like mm-hmm. from Gillette. What? And white people in the audience even go, "Oh!" Now you know somebody is white. White when white people in the audience go, "God <laughs> damn, she's from Wyoming." Like it, it's so funny to hear that reaction. Where even white people know Wyoming is white. You know? Everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, if you got a tan there, you're the diversity element of Wyoming. It's uh, it's incredible. Wyoming like, people are like, I am diverse. I'm tan, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh and, and she now does she work now? Or she uh, just she's the mother, the kids. kids. Yeah. Well, you know, our first date we ever had, we had the discussion. Like I I was I forgot what age, but I was at an age where I wasn't I did everything I could do. You know, and it's not like I'm giving up the whole life. I was <laughs> like, I did, I did everything. You know, I, <laughs> that sounds like that, that time was time to buy a Corvette. Setup. Time to buy a Corvette. And just, <laughs> I did it that all. Was a terrible. That was a terrible setup to my life. I, I, I got everything out of my system. That's uh, the worst insult you could ever give your wife. Listen, I'm no. giving up. You want to uh, get married? <laughs> what do we? Exactly. No, but uh, but. You know, I wanted to. Be, I wanted to be serious. I wanted to sell. I didn't want to date anymore. I wanted to date to marry. And I tell everybody, all mm-hmm. my friends that are still looking, there's a difference between dating to date and dating to marry. And um, as soon as I met my wife, 
I knew she was the one. I forgot where, how we went into this. How did we go into this? I was asking, was a, I, I said, um, is she working right now or is it just the kids? Oh, so the first date, the first date. See, yeah. I'm getting old. I'm forgetting shit. Yeah, so right. um, the first date, we had the discussion about marriage. I go, <sighs> yeah, I go, if you don't want to get married in the next couple of years, then let's just have a great lunch and move on. Because I was looking to get married. You that's, know a, that's an intense opening line. No, it's just, <laughs> but here's the thing. It's intense if you're not ready to get married. It's not intense because some women, when they reach a certain age, and my wife is really young, they're just ready. Yeah. They're tired of the BS. I, I think and if you have that honest conversation, it doesn't mean you're going to get married. It's like if your priorities are not to get married in the near future, then I'm not the guy for you. Yeah. And I was well, honest. you know. Well, in Wyoming, they get married usually around 12, 13. So she waited quite a long time. She did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's, she was elderly, really. Um, you know, uh, you know what show I always wanted? Like, I, I never watched 16 and Pregnant, but I think a great concept that yeah. I know I can't do because I don't own the rights to it because I've, I've actually looked into it. But I would love to see a show 16 and Pregnant 16 years later. Like the mom is oh. 32 now and her daughter's 16. I would think that would be fascinating. I remember when I first moved into Brooklyn, there was this... Um, uh, the neighborhood that I lived in used to be mostly Puerto Rican, and uh, and there was this, you know, there was this building that this Puerto Rican family owned, and very sweet people. And uh, the, there was this woman who was forty two. She said it's my forty second birthday, and she had this like two year old, three year old that she was playing with. I was like, oh, that's so awesome! Is this your daughter? She goes, this is my granddaughter. I was like, what? Oh yeah, <laughs> forty two well, and a grandparent. Well, let me tell you, I have. I have, uh, and I'm going to quote Darnell, this is not my joke, but he has a funny joke where he goes, you know, he has a kid that's a year older than mine. And mm -hmm. he goes, I call my friends. Hey, you want to, can your kid come to my kid's birthday party? He goes, yeah, I got to check if they can get off of work. You know, because <laughs> all our parents that are me and Darnell's age, their kids yeah. are like 27, 28 years old. But in Texas, it's like that, man. They get, yeah. they get married early. So I think it's very geographical. Where oh, yeah. people get married early, people get married late on the West Coast and the East Coast. Uh, it tends to be later in life, uh, depending on where you live on the East Coast and West Coast. But in the middle, I mean, it's gangbusters. It doesn't matter, you know. No, I remember. I remember when I got so I had my first kid when I was twenty-eight. Which in New York City, people were like, "You're you have you've gone through puberty." Like that's how young they thought I was. They were like, "How did you at twenty? You can you can get an erection at twenty? That's amazing. You're a soul." Well, let me ask you before you move on. Was were you ready though at twenty eight? Is this something? Because twenty eight to me, I was living in Miami, throwing it up till six a.m. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, so my wife is eight years older than I am, and uh, she also is a doctor who works with a lot of fertility issues, right? And so she's going every day in her office. Women can't get pregnant, can't get pregnant, can't get pregnant. Mm. I'm 28, so she's 35 at the time. And she's like, if we want to start a family, it could take two, three years, you know? So, you know, and then so in my head, I'm going, okay, what's that? 30, 31, like, all right, you know, then we get pregnant at 31, then I'd get at 32. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's probably about, yeah, that's about right. And by the end of that conversation, I swear to God, she was like, hey, guess what? I'm, I'm pregnant. But, and, but what you forgot about that conversation is she's 38, 39. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. Well, then, yeah and that, so she was like, so she, that, that was another thing that pushed me. It was like, okay, well, we got, she. if, if we're going to do this, it's got to start happening. And so oh. at 28, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was a child that had children. But, oh, my uh, God. I, I couldn't mean, imagine. Like, how rough was it for you at 28 being a father and being a comic that's i mean that's tough yeah but i mean i guess like you said at the start my dad was a comic so i got i got to i mm -hmm. i watched him do it wrong <laughs> so many times yeah <laughs> you know and uh and see what screwed up and see what did you do right and and because uh, there are awesome things you know like your kids love pools Yes. Right. Every kid loves pools. So you're like, hey, guess what? You know, I'm in Brooklyn. I don't have a pool. I don't have a backyard. So I'm like, hey, uh, you guys want to go on the road? I'm staying in a shitty Howard Johnson's that has a pool. And they're like, 
what a pool you know and they like uh, so they get to jump on the beds and you know they can't do that at home and they get to swim in the pool every day and they're, they're stoked about that and it's like a you know crappy road gig but uh you know what i never i i never thought about that so when you take your family is it is it like a car ride this is places you could all drive to i would imagine because it's, it's expensive to load up a whole family unless you're going unless you get a gig like an orlando uh denver yeah. somewhere where yeah. it's family friendly and you want to like go sightseeing stuff like that yeah like when i uh i work i i usually work hilton head once a year and so i'll take the family to hilton head and then but like okay you know, what what is hilton head hilton head north carolina Oh, uh, South Carolina. Oh, yeah, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but it's a great little beach vacation, and you know the 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 gig pays for the vacation basically. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's but, a wash at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's a wash, but you know it's a free vacation for the family, and so it's great. And it's memories. It's memories. Yes, yes, yeah. How how is your uh, your uh, practice? I mean, how is you know with COVID and like the stress of that, how how many kids do you have, two? I have two and no more. I got a vasectomy no three days ago. Really, how did it feel? What, tell me the process of that, Because <laughs> my wife told me to get snipped. And I was like, yep. because I think in the back of our dark, evil minds is, well, I don't want to get snipped. What if something happens to you? <laughs> what if something happens to me? Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> See, see, that's the thing that I don't understand, because it's mm -hmm. like it, it don't matter who I'm with. If something happens to her, I'm done having kids. I don't want any more. But, but you can reverse it, can't you? You can reverse it. Yes, absolutely. Um, it okay. was the it was the wildest procedure. And, and I think it's so fascinating because I tell my buddies about it and half of them are like, oh, yeah, I got one. You know, it's just it's. It's like tattoos almost at this point. Everybody's got one. So, so what is the procedure? Tell me. So they, they obviously they knock you out for this, right? Nope. Wide awake. Yeah, I was wide awake. <laughs> it was it was bananas. Okay, so, take it, take it. I mean, like you're play by play. This I gotta so hear. This. Go into the urologist for the initial visit, and he just goes, "Okay, here's what it is, basically." You sure you want to do this? It is reversible, but it's a pain in the ass. It's expensive. It's a three-hour actual procedure, um, you know, to, to to reverse it. And yes, 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 I want to do it. Cool. See you next week. And my particular urologist, he was like, I do them on Thursdays before work. So, <laughs> so he sees patients starting at eight o'clock. He bangs one out from seven to seven thirty, and one out from seven thirty to eight. And uh, wow. It's so he's this is like a this is like a side gig for him. It's just cutting open balls. It's a know? side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Absolutely. So so uh I sh you know I show up the next week at at seven and uh we're in there and he he goes drop trowel and have a layback and um I don't know if so you know this. So you're you're naked bottom down bottom down laying top. on a bed. And he grabs so, it and holds it up and then snip like that. He doesn't have to hold anything up. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> He's like, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not half black. Oh, uh, not, <laughs> no. um, actually, but here's the okay. So if you want the true, if we want to get graphic, yeah, I, I want to know. I okay. want to know. So about eight years, five years ago, I got a tattoo. Uh, I don't know if I've told you this. But oh. I got a tattoo on my balls that says "May contain nuts," like a warning label. <laughs> it says what? May contain nuts, like a warning label. Why would you do that? Because it's hilarious. You know me. I love a joke. Uh, <laughs> that hurt. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I would get a vasectomy every day over that. Um, now, did uh, you pick a? Did you pick a man or a woman to do the artwork? Uh, it was. It was. Do you know Ben Roy out of Denver? He no. has that show, Those Who Can't, on True TV, and he's a very funny comic. He's tatted up all over the place. I was in uh -huh. Denver, and I was telling somebody it as a joke, and they're like, you wouldn't do that, and I don't back down. So I was like, absolutely. I was like, hey, Ben, who's your tattoo person? <laughs> and he was like, go to this guy. Next day, I was in the office at 5 o'clock. And, and the dude just, like, went down on you and did the tattoo on the nuts, huh? Absolutely. You go one one letter at a time, and uh, it's... Oh. My my, you know that feeling. Only a man would know this feeling. Is 
when somebody says something and you you everything down there just kind of tip it just did like my le- i just i just i just my legs just like just you can see really it in your high. shoulders your shoulders went yeah, my you, shoulders you're went into yeah it's like i'm getting really small on the side. <laughs> after this you're just going to be crying in the fetal position or shower <laughs> Oh my God. So you really got a tattoo on your nuts yeah. that says this may contain nuts. May contain nuts. And uh we he started with the S and uh fin- you know to the last letter. You went and, backwards? Yeah, well, because I didn't realize this at the time, but he was like, he, he was like, This is gonna be horrifically painful. And so, you know, you just grab it, you stretch it out, you dig your knuckles into the pad, and he carves a little S in your balls, and then uh How- and then I shake it off and I come back like, ah, oh, you know, and I come back and I go, let's do this. Okay, well, let's, let's get the tea in there. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah. And he goes, honestly, I just thought we'd have an S on your balls. Uh, For Super Balls. <laughs> like Super Balls, absolutely. <laughs> that was his thinking. I was like, that's pretty good. I'm going to lie. Um, but so I walk into the urologist's office five years later and I've got this little secret. <laughs> so I go... <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 we're going through. There's the pre- so many, there's so many questions I can't ask you on this podcast, oh. but I, I, I think it's fair. So, how long did it take? The, 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 um, tattoo. The, the, oh, the tattoo. That was about uh, 20 minutes, same as the vasectomy. Um, and uh, I will never yeah. look at you the same, Joe Larson. No, no, he shouldn't. <laughs> This contains nuts on your nuts. So what the doctor, did the doctor at least laugh when you saw the urologist? So I go in and he's saying that you can't, he's like, you can't uh, have sex for a week. Uh, and I was like, I'm married with two kids. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> he said it twice. Like I had sex last week, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm then, not a stallion. Anymore. Yeah, come on. And then he was like, and you can't strain while pooping. And I was like, well, there goes my weekend. And then he was like, um, and then he goes, uh, he goes, you can't lift anything heavy. He goes, what do you do for a living? And I go, I'm a stand-up comedian. And he kind of double takes. He goes, that's a new one. He goes, you don't, hmm, that, I never got that. He goes, that's that's a new experience for me. I've, I've never had that experience. That's, that's brand new. I don't get a lot of new, uh, not a lot of people coming here and stump me. Not a lot of new things. And I was in the back of my head, I was like, just you wait. <laughs> you want to go with new. Uh, and so he goes to examine and he's feeling around and then he goes, is that a tattoo? And I go, yeah, it says may contain nuts. And he's got his hands on my balls and he goes. <laughs> and he rubs his face rubs with his the face. hands that were on yeah, your yeah, balls. Yeah. He was like, wow. That's how much it threw him. He was like, what the? <laughs> and so, and so we have a, a little conversation about that. And he's leaving the room. He goes, man, I wish I could tell something somebody about that. Because with, you know, with HIPAA rules, you can't tell anybody anything. Tell. Did you sign so, a waiver so you could tell, tell oh, everybody? I, I, told, I told him. I said, I said, go for it. And then when he come, the next week when we come in for the vasectomy, he, the first thing he does is he opens the door. He goes, that tattoo threw me. I, I really? I did, really? That's great. <laughs> and, uh, okay. Now let's get back to the vasectomy. Okay. So um, what they do is they they uh, they start they start on one side. They um, start on one side of what? Your sack, because there's two you know two uh, two lines that they're cutting. I'm um, small again. It's like two headphones, right? Oh, so what they do? So this, yeah, okay. So they, they they make it they make a little incision right here, right? So it's like this, whoop, and then they go inside and they pull the headphone out, right? And then and then what they do? <laughs> then they go. And then they and then they and then they sew it back up, whoop, boom, and then uh, you're blown blanks. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, no, they, they it's like he shoots. You That's the name of my new special, by the oh, way. Blowing blanks. blanks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an amazing name for blowing <laughs> blanks. Every joke I say just dies. <laughs> it's dead before it comes out. <laughs> Blowing blanks, yeah, it's Billy Blanks' brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> blowing blanks, um, but yeah, they 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 shoot you full of Novocaine. They cut it open. They oh, so you it. don't feel it then? 
I mean, do you, you feel the shot when it goes in with the Nova? Yeah, but it wasn't bad. It was this tiny needle, you know. And then the one part that the thing when they clamp your vast deference, which is that part they're cutting, yeah. uh, it it feels like you get kicked in the balls. And for like mm -hmm. two days, it kind of feels like you did. I don't like Not like that. you're getting kicked in the balls, but like you did, and you can still kind of, you know, like like five minutes later when you're like, mm, hey, buddy. Man. Oh, sorry, my son just wanted. What's up, oh, buddy? Yeah. Good morning. You want to say hi to Joe? Come here. Uh, he's like, no. <laughs> he looked at Joe. was like, nah. It's like, he's like, I'm He's like, he's in that now. He's making. What? What are you doing, bud? So, buddy, are you in or out, bud? He's just looking at the wall, going. Nice. Yeah, that's my, that's my kid. That's my morning routine as well. Yeah, he just want. Hey, Oliver, say hi. Say hi. Come here. Okay, bye. <laughs> Close the door. Now he's just, I might have to lock it. Hang on one second. Yeah. Hey, Oliver, come here, bud. Come here. Hi, honey. Good morning. Can you close the door? Yeah. Okay. Can you lock it? Oh, let me see my baby girl real quick. Come here, sweetie. Oh, hi. See, he wants to say, hi, Joe. This is Elise. Oh, Elise. Hi. Hi, sweetheart. That's Joe Larson. Oh my goodness, she is adorable. That he just got a vasectomy and he's telling me about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. She makes no expression when she sees you, Joe. I yes, this is. Um, she knows I'm impotent. She's like that. That man has no power. <laughs> You've lost <laughs> all your power. I've lost it's all like, power. It's yeah. It's, it's like he's not a man anymore. No, nope, absolutely not. Just a shell of a human, right there. That's I, I, she sees right through me. And I think you're giving her a headache because she kept doing this. Yeah. No, she's just hey, looking Elise. for those pillows. Look at those pillows, Jeez. Elise. Oh, yeah. Look at yeah, that. Like, look yeah. at the pillows. You like those pillows oh, over there? Yeah. Oh, she wants oh. to go back to mama. Okay. <laughs> there you go, sweetie. Oh, oh. What's wrong, Elise? Sorry, Joe. This kind of went off the hinge. No, but, this know, is great. Family family life is the best life. It. All right, buddy. Love it. Oliver, do you want to say hi or go? Can you lock the inside? Just turn the lock. Thank you, baby. Yeah, I got to lock my kids out of here. <laughs> so well, that's you, what happens. So you're you're thinking, or your wife is? You're not thinking about it. Your wife is thinking about. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So two and two and out, no more. Oh no, that's me too, though. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Like, there's no way I'm at. Like, and I tell my wife this, so I'm saying nothing that. I, it's not about the kid. It's mm -hmm. about dealing with the wife for another kid. And, and it's not mean because it's very stressful to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. It's not even about the kid. It's about a man having to deal with a wife that, you know, loves breastfeeding and she wants to breastfeed till two. But at that same time, that puts a lot of pressure on her because she's always needed. And I Absolutely. couldn't imagine because my wife literally has... The last six years, you know, off and on, for, I mean, been needed, like yeah. on call all the time. And mentally, I, I would imagine that's, well, I see it's stressful. You know what I mean? Because because she can leave the baby with me. But if that baby's hungry, there's nothing I can do. No, absolutely. So I, I try to give her breaks. Like the times I give her breaks, she feeds the baby. Mm -hmm. And then I watch it. You know, I watch our little girl. Because I know at least for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, it's fine. She's yeah. fine. So it's uh, I, I couldn't imagine being attached to something like like that. So for four years of her, three and a half years of her life, it's been a baby's been attached to her. So it's not it's not another baby. The baby's not the problem. It's dealing with the person that has to do this because they're always on call. Are you there, Jeff? Oh no! Are you there, Joe? Oh, I'm here. Did you cut out? Okay, cool. Yeah. You cut out. I, I missed everything you said because my internet is garbage. But yeah, I, I said, did uh, did we lose you with that old ass internet? Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, I, I, yeah, I. Uh, it is incredibly stressful on the woman to have that uh, that burden. Um, uh, that's why, Michael. I was actually thinking, what you should do is you're already so close uh, to you. Oh, you, 
Wait, you cut out. Got my internet, you cut out. I'm so close oh. to what? God damn you're so, it. You're so close to Utah. Move one state over. Uh, get some help. You know what I mean? Find oh. yourself a couple of wives. There you go. Uh, yeah. I think I uh, think that's a plan my wife would not go for. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, what I find funny about polygamy is no one, it's never been a woman with several husbands. And it should be. Which we would like that, but no woman's like, you know what I need? Oh, I wouldn't this... like that. Would, I mean, would oh, you really like that, Joe? Absolutely. Pick up the slack. You know, I'll get one. We get one that's handy, right? Get one that loves, uh, get, one, get one, get one that listens. Uh, you know, <laughs> They're like dwarves. They're like absolutely. dwarves. The seven little dwarves. That was the only tale of uh, female male polygamy uh, yeah. of a woman yeah, with, yeah, with it, several. It was, and it worked. It it worked, right? Yes. Each one had their own thing. Yeah. Get sleepy. He's the one that went mm -hmm. to bed all the time with the wife, you know, because, yeah, when <laughs> she just wanted to cuddle, he mm -hmm. was the cuddler. How great would that be? You finish up and then, you know what? Jeff, come on in. Come on. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. Uh, I got to go finish Call of Duty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so pandemic wise, are you, are you guys good? Is it starting to open up for you and things like that for your wife? Did business slow down too? I would imagine. She's been online since we had our second kid. Oh, um, wow. So she's good. She had a little dip when everybody got fearful, but popped right back up. Um, I'm come. I'm back out on the road next this week. I'm in Connecticut at uh, Mohegan sun next week. I'm in Virginia beach at, uh, Whatever that club is, Sandman's Clumming, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> the Chuckle Hut. Um, there you go. Yeah, but uh, but it's nice. It's nice to get back out, and the city's opening up again too, which is awesome. It's is it, fun to is, do sets. If you don't know, Joe Larson lives in New York City. Is it weird? Uh, like, because I had a friend go there a couple weeks ago, and it goes. It's almost like people in New York are waking up. Still, kind of, it, it doesn't feel like New York, but it's kind of like when you first wake up, like, oh, like let's get our bearings, let's see what we can do outside, type of. Vibe. What's What's weird is the only people left are children. It's crazy because, you know, if you're if you're forty, you're not going on vacation there right now. Right? No, no. And if if you're 40, you left the city. Chances are you got money. You got a you got a couple bucks in your pocket. You're like, I'm not quarantining in an eight by eight cell. I'm gonna go to Connecticut or go to the you know go to somewhere anywhere else. I'll go to my second home. That's right. So no one who's old, even reasonably old, is uh, still in the city. So you walk around and it looks like a daycare. It just wow. it's hysterical. The you got to these be packed. Oh yeah, you go to the shows and it's it's uh, you know uh, like hey is anybody uh, does, is anybody legally allowed to rent a car? And they're like <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you know what's interesting is since I'm in Vegas, they they have an Uber shortage mm. and a Lyft shortage, so it's taking people forever to get somewhere. So that's a big problem in Vegas. But another problem when I was traveling, I tried to get a rent a car, and all the rent a car places don't have rent a cars because they sold all their cars during That's the right. pandemic. That's right. Yeah, because like, cause, uh, what was it? I think it was Hertz went out of business, like, or had to file for bankruptcy and sell all their cars. And yeah. That's bananas. That's bananas. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's a thing where everybody's adjusting, but I think like it's getting back. I'm at, uh, in like a month, I'm at the San Francisco at Cobbs, but even clubs are opening up now. And, you know, it, it's a different, it's a different ball game. Like they got to get back on their feet. So oh, yeah. like, Comedians like we're we're taking a little hit, but we just want to get out, and that's why I love the seller. I get to work out stuff because you know the struggle is just to get up mm -hmm. for comedy. But I'm getting up all the time, so I feel blessed that way. How was it uh, with a father that was in comedy? What's the main thing you learned that you liked and disliked? Um, <clears throat> I think wow. There's okay. So there's. I'm going to ramble through this because I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go <laughs> um, for it. I think that, you know, the things that I really learned that I liked initially was like what I was saying on the road as a kid, it was like, okay, cool. We get to go do all these things and go to all these yeah. places that you wouldn't necessarily go to. Uh, uh, the other thing that I really liked as a kid was um, the group of friends that he had were always interesting, fun, and different, you know? Um uh, they were artists and they were, you know, and that sort of thing. And then also to watch my dad just come up with an idea and bring it to fruition. 
you know, um, I got an idea for a music video. I'm going to do, you know, he had, the, yeah. he won, he won, a, he won an award to bring it full circle for, yeah. for M, uh, on MTV for music videos. He built, you know, back when they did that. Um, so the, the ability to just think of an idea as crazy as it could be. And then all your friends are on board and you just build a thing that's yeah. stupid and insane and asinine. Um, the thing that he told me when I first started, he goes, if you can do anything else, do it. Uh, and I was like, why is it? Cause you know, money or the thing. And he said, no, no, no. What it is, is that you work when life happens. He goes, you're going to miss so many birthday parties, so many kids, baseball games, so many, you know, just everybody lives their life after work when you go to work and on the weekends, when you're on the road and you miss so much of life. And that is a brutal thing about being a comedian is you're, you're the entertainment when everybody, and then when you're off, everybody's at work or yeah. everybody's at school. And so now and you, have you found a way to balance that or is it kind of like I miss stuff all the time? I mean, it's nice not being successful. Uh, <laughs> you forgot to mention that only happens if you're successful. <laughs> so I was like, I miss nothing. I've been here for I'm here all the time. Uh, right? <laughs> no, I mean, I, that was the other thing, though, is when my dad was home, I came home from school. He's there, you know. So it's like yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I think one of the things that I learned from him was when you're there, be 100% present. There. You know, when they're at work or when they're at school, you write, you do all your business stuff. And then they come home from school and just be there and help out with homework and go to their practice and do the thing and go to the park and um because when it's the weekend and they're doing the, you, you don't get to be there. So uh, don't take the, your time with them for granted. You know, be truly as present as you can be. Nice. Just a minute. Nice. I'm working on God Right? Get out of here. All right. <laughs> All right, Joe Larson. Actually, my kids are losing it. And I know my wife needs help. But, uh, bro, thanks for dealing with my terrible internet. I appreciate you. Uh, everybody follow Joe Larson. Uh, is it? It's on the yeah. screen at comedian Joe Larson on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. At comedian Joe Larson on Instagram. What about Joe on Twitter? What about Joe on what about Twitter? Joe. It's a very People old one. Use that with Joe Biden. They were like, oh, look at I certainly Joe hope so. I certainly hope yeah. so. They'd be like, yeah. man, he's 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 not he's, looking good. It's but Benjamin Button. He's, he's yeah. reversing it aging backwards. Absolutely. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right, Joe. Uh, anything else you want to promote? Uh, hit your dates one more time. Uh, yeah, this weekend, Mohegan Sun, uh, next weekend in Virginia, uh, Richmond, Virginia at, uh, Sandman Comedy Club. Uh, and then anything else you can find me at, uh, comedian or Joe .com. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon, man. Great to see you, man. Thank you so much. All right. All right later.